0: Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey. And with me tonight is Jerry Reynoso from 110 Football and from Los Angeles Saga. Do I have that right, Jerry?
1: That is correct.
0: Sorry, man. You got, you're got you like so busy. You got your hands in everything. It's hard for me to keep track of what you're doing.
1: Oh, man. I wish I was just as busy right now in the off season. But the only thing that's keeping me busy is this big win against Cruz. So, dude, Oof. we got plenty yeah. to talk about. I know that for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, man. Two to one. Um both Cruz Azul and and LAFC score on on penalties and then Opoku just with an absolute dime. I mean I I don't remember the last goal from LAFC that I saw that was like that. That is just a, a masterclass. Oh
1: yeah, that was beautiful.
0: So good, so good. Jerry, how are you feeling after this after this match, man?
1: I mean, shoot, during the match, I've never had so much anxiety watching football <laughs> in a very very long time, especially for an LAFC game. But wow. Yeah. What are the odds of us not only taking out one Liga Mekis giant, but taking out two in a pandemic? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like this, the way we did it, dude, I, I can't feel any better. And there's, yeah, I don't I mean, no room to complain.
0: You're talking about two massive teams too, you know, that, that they took down. I mean, I, everybody's gonna make jokes about Cruz Azul and bottling it at the end, right? But um taking down Leon and then and then Cruz Azul in this fashion is really encouraging uh it does make me kind of wonder like hey guys where was this like three weeks ago in the MLS playoffs but yeah I know that uh, maybe maybe that's just too small for LAFC I don't (laughs) I don't know I don't know but man they they showed up tonight and I felt like Vela was in a different gear tonight too um it was it was a great match to watch even though like you I I mean I was pretty nervous and people probably saw me tweeting my anxieties all night but
1: yeah i mean bro. i ate, i ate like about 6 madeleines like <laughs> like nonstop bro I didn't, i didn't realize that i was eating that much and i guess the anxiety kicked in even more after that but uh yeah. yeah that was the most LAFC game i've probably seen all year since the game against Philadelphia
0: So what do you mean by that
1: Well It looked like we were top-notch. We were the black and gold that everyone was so used to seeing. The black and gold that we knew they were able to reach that standard they put last year winning the the supporters' shield.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely agree. that. I mean, that was like, it seemed like they had some of their mojo back, right? Yeah. And, I mean, there were... One thing I think that's interesting about these international-type matches um, is you see kind of who who you, you kind of see like the upper limits of some of the players. It's not to say that they're bad players. I'm not trying to, you know, put anybody on blast here, but you kind of start to see like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This guy's a different class of player than the rest of the team or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I feel like some of the guys may have been stretched to their limits tonight. Yeah. Overall, I mean, played, played admirably against what was stiff competition. So it's a good match.
1: Yeah, of course. And, um, yeah, I mean, coming into this match, of course, you're gonna see uh, what level each player is at and which player can extend their level in terms of their performance on the pitch and off. Um, but I think the biggest factor within this match was Bob Bradley's substitutions. Uh, if you if you saw in the starting lineup, a lot of people were pretty much shocked that Brown Rodriguez wasn't in the starting lineup, nor was uh, Latif Blessing. Which is, you know, with Latif, maybe sure that's a good idea, but um. My biggest concern was how could the bench match the same intensity that our starting lineup was going to put in the first 45, yeah. four 60 or however long they have to be. And I think they yeah. showed
0: up. Yeah, I I do agree. I was, I was a little surprised to see Musovsky and uh, I think, I think he's one of those players that was probably tested. I mean, granted just last year he was in USL, right? So we're talking about a guy who's already made a massive leap and, 11 months after he joins the team or however long it's been, now he's being asked to go run at the Cruz Azul back line, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that, that's a that's a big spot to be put in and probably too much to ask of him, to be honest. Um, but, uh, man, once Opoku came on, you could see the, just how much the difference in speed meant to the team. Um, and that's, you know, again, no slight to Danny Musovski, It's just... You know, sometimes you need a little bit more. And I think you are right that Opoku came on and, and gave gave new life to the team. Yeah. Clearly had that goal. One of the one of my favorite moments of the entire match was I don't it was like right towards the end. Um
1: yeah, the one he hustled, 90, hustled the ninety-three three
0: minutes or something like that. Yeah. And there's a there's a clearance from I don't know, i I think it may have been uh Palacios who cleared it to just the opposite corner, the corner of the field. Yeah. And I think it's Rafa Marquez. I could be wrong about this, but he's just kind of jogging over to the ball and Opoku just goes into this absolute sprint and closes the entire distance on him. Yep. And Marquez just has to play it out because he he got beat so bad. Mm. Um so I mean that was that was cool to see just somebody just laying it all out there.
1: Yeah, um, that was a big moment I think just for us fans because in and, and quite honestly um It's been kind of a little while since the last time we've seen LAFC really wanted it. And I think that moment right there, it was like, not only that showing that Mahala wanted it for LAFC, but he claimed it for LAFC. Yeah, I mean, there's 93 minutes, there's still two minutes left, but he was claiming it two minutes early, which I love the effort he made. This is the slightest thing. It made the biggest difference in terms of the team's morale, finishing up the match. And what surprised me a lot is that there was two minutes left and Chris already had their goalkeeper in the, bo- in the box yeah. for the corner kick. And I was like, it's still pretty early for this, but, um, Hey man, we closed it out and close it out in, in beautiful fashion. Props. to yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The other one that I wanted to shout out was, uh, Tristan Blackman, man, the way that he landed on his knee, I think he, I mean, I think because he's at full extension on that jump on the corner, uh, He's, you know, he he comes down, lands awkwardly with just a slight shove from whatever defender had pushed him. Uh, but the way he lands on his left knee and then on there, you know, on the ground, I was pretty scared for what was coming next with him, to be honest. Gets up, does about 20 more minutes, and then uh, I, I think his sub was mostly time-wasting. And I was, to be honest, I was kind of afraid that Bob was going to, like, try... All right. Well, let's move blessing back there. We'll bring on another midfielder. We'll shift around the back line, or you know, Segura out to right back. We'll bring on another center back. That kind of stuff scares me when you mess with the back line after yeah. it looked good. I mean, the only goal that they gave up was because Mark Anthony K decided he wanted to give an assist to Crusoe. <laughs> <Like Yeah. laughs> he just passed it right to the attacker in between his own in between his own center backs, uh, and Segura, you know, m- commits a, a ticky tack foul trying to salvage that. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of afraid that Bob was going to mess around with the back line a little bit to make room for a sub, but just brings on El Mounir. Um, and yeah, I, after that, I was like, all right, we got this. Just don't just, just possess the ball a little bit, take the air out of it and we'll be good. So yeah.
1: Kirk, are you a win. Dodger fan?
0: Am I a Dodger fan? You know, it, I grew up a Dodgers fan as a kid, uh, left LA when I was 18 and it just kind of fell out of love with baseball, but, uh, I'd be lying if I have if I said I hadn't been keeping an eye on in the past couple of years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's time that we could probably make a comparison with Dave Roberts and Bob Bradley. Okay, in what way? Well, I mean, the the tactics, uh the substitutions and everything, you know, they're, sometimes they're questionable, but I yeah. mean sometimes it, I mean most of the times you see they deliver.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Right, just right. I mean, I mean, it's kind of our right job there. to be like annoying little trolls, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bob, Bob took off my favorite player. and That's he the most we guy could Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why we have podcasts, right? Right. Um, but it, me and Josh say that all the time. Like, you know, ultimately, we're not the ones being paid to do this job. We're just two idiots with microphones. So, yep. here we are. But anything else you saw tonight, Jerry, that was like really promising? I mean, uh, now we have a huge match on on saturday um i think i'd probably say this is this might be the biggest match in lafc history
1: and it's crazy because the one we just watched was <laughs> so that's that's the yeah, part. we yeah. just keep going on up and um yep. and it, it, i i guess this is a little hot take i think from the other side of the bracket olympia is not a bad-looking squad yeah and quite yeah. honestly they could pull a lafc and take out tigres yeah i mean Again, maybe improbable, but not impossible. Same thing happened here with LaFC. Anything is doable. Maybe this is the toughest matchup we have in the rest of Champions League. Maybe we could take out a Honduran squad and three ma- major uh, Mexican clubs. Yeah, but um, that's yeah. uh, just one thing that was very, very eye opening for me today. Was um, just a refereeing, like, yeah. <laughs> just a style of play from Cruz from yeah. Azul, you know, there was a lot of like, oh man, I could have put this in the nicest way possible. there was a lot of flopping, a lot of disrespectful towards the referee. There's a lot of- Yeah, yeah. referee- A lot of
0: blank right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then there, yeah. the referee <laughs> was like waiting so long to make a call, yeah. especially when the call was clear. It was like me playing FIFA, I commit a foul and the ref waits till I receive the ball again to call a foul. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But by that time, there might be two players from opposite teams going for a hard challenge, and then you blow the whistle, but it's too late. Both of them are already injured. So that was a right. very big eye-opening for me uh, tonight. Other than that, um, let's think here. Mario played a fantastic game. You oh, know, man. He's he still is... he brand new to the squad. Man. I don't want to judge him because we, we haven't seen a, a fair share of him just yet. But this, this match right here was beautiful for him. You could tell that he was very aggressive, uh, a kind of aggressive level that K was in last year's matchup against the Galaxy in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. he was ready to sacrifice himself if he had to take a red card, he would take that red card, and we yeah. would be very happy with it. Yeah, he was I mean, in their of, heads, in the back line.
0: Oh, absolutely, in their heads, totally. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, speaking of the refereeing and Mario, I think, uh, man, I don't, I don't know when, which player it was that got loose for them. But he came all the way out to the left side and just pulled him down. And the ref didn't even give him a yellow. I was like, oh, man, well, he's going to be on a yellow. But, yeah, he, you know, Murillo's out there making those dirty fouls, (laughs) practicing the dark arts, right? Uh, Making kind of like last-ditch efforts to clear the ball out towards the side, laying it all out. Uh, He's fantastic. And I feel like the back line has been missing a presence like that all year where it's just somebody that you know, like, He's gonna be back there, and he's gonna fight for it, like that you trust. Yeah, yeah, and I think what you see too is um, that trust goes a long way with Eddie Segura too.
1: The who, Columbia connection.
0: Yeah, and I even with Zimmerman though, I felt like Segura felt more free because he knew he knew Zimmerman had his back, right? Yeah. Um. So he's he's more willing to go out and take chances, and then when he was the man, I felt I feel like he was uh, just a little bit more timid, but now. You know that he's got a solid right center back next to him. Again, I feel like he's been able to step up his game even more. So, I mean, to be honest, I hope this is the same back line we see. I hope Blackman's fine, and that uh, we see the same back line on Saturday because I thought they looked great. I know people are going to quibble over Blackman getting super far forward and playing centrally, but the guy looks good when he does it. Like right? I can.
1: I mean, he's I, playing I, like a true true fullback shirt, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Vince one time, and I was explaining, like, I was asking him, like, why does, why does LAFC sometimes play with such a high line? You know, we have, like, 110-plus yards to play or whatever long the soccer field is, and we were playing so high. And then he was telling me that Bob was, uh like, he wanted effort from everyone and No matter what position you play, he wanted you to put an effort. So if you're a center back and there's like in the ball in the middle and no one else is around, he expects you as a center back, even if you're getting out of position, to go for that ball as high as that Mm -hmm. is and still make the effort to come back into your position. And that is exactly what Blackman did this match. He was playing way out of position. Yeah. way out of position and he still was able to get back he's still able to transition very well I think that was a big key into into this match with him his transition was very very good
0: yeah yeah I mean I, I definitely felt like he worked back I was surprised a couple times to see where he was because he's up like I mean essentially right outside the opposing penalty area in the center of the field right yeah almost <laughs> like he's Almost like he's a false ten or something like that, <laughs> like he's he's over the right back, but he comes up and plays the ten sometimes if he wants to um but you know I mean he's still up there in the midfield, adding to the press, making tackles, passing away from pressure and, and jump starting attacks when he does it so uh man i I really do think he's so valuable. I know when we had Vince on the show, he was pretty adamant about him playing center back, but man, every time I see him play right back, I'm just like that's his that's what he is he's a right back and Sure, he's big and tall, but just just let the kid just let the kid create on the on the right wing because he's he's good on both ends of the pitch. So yeah.
1: and that height I think is a big advantage. Yeah. And yeah. Now that we have Mario, dude, I was looking at that guy today. He is he's a, a man. Monster. He's a he's monster. A man. He is built. <laughs> he is ready to go. He's a center back. And yeah, I think it, I think that solved a lot of problems. I mean, yeah, maybe we still have a little bit of a fair share to see from him, but tonight. It gave him a, it gave probably us as fans a big morale boost about him and the back line.
0: Yeah, I like what you say too. He's built like he he looks like a Mack truck back there in yep. the best way possible. Like there's nobody that's gonna come across the top of the box and not pay for it. Right?
1: Exactly. Took uh, the words right I, out I, of my I, mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they people are gonna get smashed. Um, yep. So anyway, um. Should we talk about that Opoku goal real quick before we get into some listener questions here?
1: What a beauty! Let's go for it. Whew.
0: So I don't remember what minute it was. Uh, LaFC went into the corner. I feel like they had quite a few corners. Service comes in. Do you? Did you, did you see who flicked it on at the near post?
1: Uh I can't quite remember. I
0: don't. I don't remember who it was. I'm and actually I feel looking like for the goal was, right now. Like I feel route. like this was before Blackman got hurt. I think. Maybe maybe it was no, after. No, I think it was after, remember. actually. Was it after? Okay. I believe so. So somebody flicks it on at the near post, and it spills out to Opoku, and he takes it off the half volley. Just an absolute rocket uh, to the to the far post around the keeper, nice and low. I mean, just an absolute beauty of a shot. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, at that moment, I was just elated. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. 'Cause I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of a poku. Um, I've tried to look for as much film as possible so I could go through, but man, I did not know that he had that in him. Yeah, he's that a kid. Was amazing. He's young. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking at very the goal young.
1: right now and actually, I mean, <clears throat> the way it looks, Seguro missed a terrible header. <laughs> oh, did he? So Seguro was the one who flicked in. It was it was poor. But the results of it was like beautiful, beautiful. Does it look party. like?
0: Does it look like Segura's going for like a peinado, to like to the back post and just mishits it and it spills out, or?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. All right, well,
1: unless you, I mean, if you try to go in your pose, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I mean, oh, Opoku from out of nowhere, dude. Beautiful shot, yeah. beautifully placed, and. Literally, everybody ball watched. The whole, everybody in the box, everyone near the 18. The referee was watching really good.
0: Yeah. Beautiful.
1: (laughs) Hot volley out of nowhere. There's, you can't have anything better. When there's a moment, you have to seize it. And football, that is what, it's exactly what the game is a game of moments. Sometimes they're miserable, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're beautiful. This was a beautiful one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I felt, I mean, I feel like the team wrote that till the end. Chris Osul really pushed hard at the end. Like you said, keeper was, they pulled the keeper out of goal super early. Yeah. Um chasing the result, you could tell they wanted it. They started playing longer balls and I, I felt that's where I felt like we started losing control of the match too as they started to press higher and higher and they they are just so much better in the air than we are. So any type of long clearance or or long ball from them, I feel like they would win the first and second balls and immediately be able to create an attack out of it, but uh, boys held strong, so it was good.
1: That's another thing that I've I've noticed. I mean, over the past few weeks, watching uh, the Liga for the Liga Imequis, and they, these clubs, I don't know why, but they have this intention of turning up the intensity within like the final five minutes of the match. When you have yeah. 90 minutes to play and you choose to do it from the 85 and on, <laughs> which was kind of strange because, in all honesty, as, as much possession LAFC had, every time L, uh, Cruz Azul had the ball and, our, and, and their attack in half, they were looking pretty scary. Like There was times where my anxiety kicked in. I was gasping for air. And But it was just, just it was just strange that they didn't play like that throughout the game because, I mean, you could say Cruz Azul has a better squad than uh, LAFC on paper. You could say that, oh, they didn't have Corona and Gonley. to didn't have uh, Cabecita Rodriguez up top or whoever they missed. But if that's the case, this is an even matchup. Didn't yeah. even match up on paper and on pitch. And yeah. regardless, LAFC went all out. If it's good enough, we got the W, we'll move on to the next one. And I just, I'm still soaking it in. I'm taking the chance to soak it in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, if if you don't have anything else on this, let's, uh, let's move into some listener questions. You good with that? Let's do it. Okay. Let me pull them up here real quick. So first one is from Jeffrey Bamaka at Jeff Bamaka. Positive note, the build-up into the attack was solid today. This game seemed much closer than it was due to giveaways and individual mistakes. I would like to see B-Rod up against America uh, because of his individual quality and to see him break lines, but it may also be a liability. So what do you think about B-Rod going up against Globe uh, America?
1: I'm sorry, dude, but uh, that quality everyone's expecting of him, we haven't seen it in a long time. We've been, um, obviously it's there. I don't know how we could explain it, but it's there. You know what I mean? It's like saying Santa Claus is real. Well, how do you know? I mean, I just know. <laughs> um, But we haven't seen it yet. And I, I, I really like the lineup looking on that, that, that Bob put out. You know, Vermeer, I'll always be a few of them. I think everyone will be, whether they like him or not. But... You know, having Rodriguez and Blessing on the bench just did it for me. Um, you know, Danny Wazowski, he'll g- do it as long as he can up top to just kill it. He'll go all out for as long as possible. And when his time is up, we'll have Rodriguez come in. Which, is which, which uh, I think most people are expecting is that we'll move Rossi up top as striker and then have Vela and Rodriguez at the wings. Which for the final 10 minutes of a game, final 20 minutes, that is beautiful. You have a man with pace fresh fresh on the wings and the rest are just they're yeah. containing their, their stamina.
0: So this is, it's interesting that you bring that up because Josh and I have always said like, man, we really want to see Rossi through the middle with Rodriguez on the left. For me personally, I think Brian Rodriguez looks really good on the left wing and just okay everywhere else on the field, but when you look at him with the, when he plays with his national team, he's always playing on the left wing, right? Yes, and it's on the left wing of a four man midfield as well. So I mean, we're talking about a wide, wide winger on the on the left side, yep. and he always looks really good with them.
1: Yeah, he's touching on um, he's like touching the baseline, <laughs>
0: right? Right, and so for me when I ha- when I see him played at right wing in place of Vela, it's kind of like man, the, he's not he's not left footed. He's not, he, he's such a different type of player than Vele is, right? So to me, it's like unfair for, to ask him to play that position. Yeah. So we all, me and Josh are always talking about, man, we would love to see Rosie through the middle and just see what happens. It's like, just give us 25 minutes like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's as but, simple
1: as go right, go back.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but so, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm, you can't sugarcoat him. I and mean, you could, stats wise, you can't sugarcoat it, man. He's just not producing. Um, it's just a lot of money MLS wise for a DP, you know, for a DP to start in the club's big, I mean, to have the DP on the bench for the club's biggest match in history. I mean, I don't know, dude, but
0: yeah, I think it's a yeah. good
1: idea to be honest with you. It does say a lot, but it's a good, uh, it's a good plan B to have in your back pocket.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too philosophical. Josh and I, another thing that I, we've talked about a lot in this podcast is, uh, the idea of paying three DP wingers at the same time, <laughs> it, <I know. laughs> it seems, it seems crazy. Uh, when Vince was on, he talked about how, you know, that's where the market, that's where the efficiency is in the market. So you go with that and you play all three, if you can, uh, personally, I'd like to see them move in another, in another direction when, when Rossi or B-Rod are sold. But, um, because I do agree, like most of the time you're only going to play two of them and yep. it seems like a waste, but, um, I, it, I do agree with Jeff that, you know, if, if it happens, I, I'm not going to be mad if they start those three up top and it's some combination. I think, I think if you put Rodriguez in as kind of a false nine, he could probably do some damage. When, when we bought him, I thought he was a second striker from all the film that I watched on him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: So, I mean, he can do that job. And I think he looks really comfortable when he cuts in underneath the, the line anyway, when he's on the wing. So
1: it's just, um, I don't, I, I, don't understand what it is. Um, maybe it's a mental thing. I, I'm I not sure, know. but you know, like even today, he had a he had a clear breakaway and he just lost touch.
0: Yeah, he lost yeah. touch on
1: the wing. As soon as he came, in, he had a clear breakaway, and there was another play where he had another clear breakaway that was basically to ice the game, and the ref called offside, and I don't understand how that was possible. Oh,
0: that was a close one. Yeah, that was a ball from K. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was really yeah. wide left, and I don't know if because of the through the end it, Cameras were terrible, but I I saw him off on side, like Yeah. There's no way he was off But right. I don't know what to say that we're and before do. I forget, because I did promise a shout out, uh, I'm gonna say a shout out to my coach, Coach Eric from Long Beach Poly. He did advise me about this lineup that we're gonna have blessing and Ra- Rayito on the bench. And he explained to me like hey, dude, this is what's gonna go down. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with him, and obviously it worked. I like I mean Sure, they didn't produce, but it did enough to close out the remaining of the game. Okay. So she wants to coach. Uh, Don't make me run. Don't make the team run next week, and we'll go from here.
0: Pride of Long Beach. Hey, so before we get out of here tonight, remind me to tell you about the first time I met somebody from Long Beach, Polly. Let's do it. uh, I'll remind you. When I was a kid. But yeah, let's get through these questions, and we'll do that at the end. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Next one is from no stranger to the show, Josh Cacho at LAFC. Josh. Opoku hustling to make the defender, uh, the defender play the ball out of bounds with one minute left in extra time tells you a lot about the player. So this is, again, a stoppage time. where We kind of talked about it where he is just burning down the field in an all-out sprint. Um, and, yeah, I mean, everything that I saw from that guy in the 25, 30 minutes that he played, I loved. Like, yep. It was fantastic. Um, and to see, we kind of talked about, you know, the lack of athleticism relative to a, a Liga MX team, and that was not the problem at all Yeah, <laughs> when Poku came on because he was faster than everybody on the field.
1: Surprise, surprise.
0: So, yeah, right. Next one is from Lionel Hutz at From Cheap Seat. It's just a gif of Tony, Man- uh, Tony Montana. How you like that, huh? Jerry, how you like that?
1: I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm going some good dreams, and I haven't been sleeping well, yeah. but tonight I'm sleeping good. It's yep. been a good day, man. I'll yeah.
0: Like Hopefully all those Madeline cookies don't.
1: Oh, all yeah, right. They, no, it. they're going to haunt me. Yeah, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night. But, uh, <laughs> well. All right. <laughs> what am I going to do about it? next
0: one here from uh, Al Hopkins at Culver City Al. Kay's touch was off tonight, but his defensive presence to uh, dominate the midfield is why he's on the field. I'll sacrifice a few bad passes for that. Not the goal giveaway, though. Uh, it takes a few games for him to get in rhythm. I expect him to bounce back in the next game. So um, K took a lot of heat and I was, I was part of that heat. Honestly. <laughs> I'll admit it um, because his, his passing was super poor beyond just the back pass. Uh, you talked about Raito getting loose a couple times on the left wing. There were two or three times where we had wide open opportunities and K overcooked passes. You could see, in the first half he tried to hit Vela on the, on the left wing 2 and just overcooked a ball outside and Vela's looking at him like hey man play me inside and then the the commentators are talking about you know why didn't K play the ball inside oh was uh, ball. Yeah, he was him going yeah he he misses that goal that was just put to him on a platter i think mike beats had the best the best tweet on that saying he saying he pulled out a protractor to try and measure the angle <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm oh it's that, it's that one. <laughs>
0: um I mean I do agree. He does he does offer defensive presence, but he, I mean he also he also gives the ball away a lot. Like yeah. He he gives it up a lot. The thing with Mark Anthony K, he he's a great player to have on an LAFC roster, kind of like middle range. Um he's gonna make you know, he's gonna be a very consistent performer for you, especially in league play. Um, but I think he's one of those players where on a night like tonight you see his quality challenged a little bit and when you see him next down to Atuesta and uh and see especially those guys are like they it's all one touch passing because they know where the ball is going before like they've already seen it they've like They're they've already made ahead. the decision absolutely yeah and so that's like that international quality that that we talk about right so yes. I, I mean I i don't want him gone i just you know that you need a better presence in the midfield uh, for big matches like this, I think, but sorry, I went on for a long time. That's what
1: a podcast is for. It's a a free therapy (laughs) session. (laughs) Right. Right. No, but, um, yeah, with K, I mean, me, I would love to see K as a, you know, like a Dennis Rodman type of player, Ron Artis. He needs to be a Ron Artis. (laughs) You know what? He needs to be our Miles Garrett. We need to give him a football helmet, and throw it at somebody, just sacrifice. Now you're
0: speaking about that. You want to talk about Browns. (laughs) Browns.
1: (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I was one of the ones to victimize him and give him heat for his performance in the first half, but he did step it up huge in the second. He, I mean, yeah, the defensive presence was there. The offensive means a lot of work, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But yeah. he did step it up. He did say, oh, you know what? All right, I've been messing up. I'm going to contribute as much as possible and not try to overdo it. And I think he did just enough in the second half to lead us to the result that we needed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, Anticipated him to be the sub in the midfield because I I think Sifuentes is a still a better defender one on one. I think he's better at cutting off lanes, uh, and I think he's a much better offensive presence as well. So I figured Kay would come in for our blessing would come in for Kay, but ultimately it all worked out. So you know we're arguing about nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We, know him, we love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is from a friend of the show. Uh, Trevor at Wolf Blitzer, and he has quote tweeted Matt Doyle asking us what a chud is. My answer is I don't know, but basically, Matt Doyle got mad at me because I called him out for bad analysis tonight. So,
1: do you want me to tell you what a chud is? Sure. You don't want to, you're not going to get your feelings hurt? Didn't, no. I searched it up. It's kind of.
0: Is it is it going to be appropriate for the show or do we got to take it? To, do we got to take this one off here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to use a sentence I use. I'll just. All right, all right. Um, it means cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller, and originates <laughs> from the 1984 film Chud, but is now used to describe ugly, stupid people. So, uh,
0: <laughs> oh man, I must I must have cut him deep. He must have been really hurting. I know. <laughs> he must have been really hurting. I didn't know how good I got him tonight. Well, well now I'm feeling.
1: He's gonna think about, about
0: it. I'm in the zone. stuff, tough, Kirk. I brought down Matt Doyle tonight. There
1: he goes. Down from his all throne. Right.
0: Next one is from Lionel Hutz at from Cheap Seat. Don't follow Liga Imequis. Looking forward to the preview of Club America and where their strengths lie. Uh, I, I don't watch a whole lot. Um, so I tweeted back a GIF that says all over the place. <laughs> I know that they're, <laughs> I know that they're a, really, a really good team. Maybe you have some more insight, Jerry. I don't, I don't know.
1: And in quite honestly, I don't. Even though I should, I do not. Um, the right, biggest like thing the I am coming on the podcast, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, the biggest thing I am looking forward to is not even the battle on the pitch, but the battle on the boards with Bob Bradley versus Miguel Herrera.
0: That's yeah, me- that's yeah. a
1: legendary battle that you can only draw up on in a dream. That's it's beautiful. There's gonna be a lot. I mean, even coming into this match, there's a lot of heat between families, a family feud now because. You have LAFC and Cruz Azul fans, but you don't know who to go for. I want LAFC yeah. over my Chivas. I'm sorry, but there's gonna be people <laughs> next week or this weekend who are gonna decide LAFC or America. You can't have both, because yeah. yeah. one of them has to go. And yep. well, the thing that makes it feel better is Bob Bradley versus Miguel and Piojo. Yeah, and I think that's just the biggest matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh speaking to a few people who are more familiar with the league and this club. Uh, they are my you know my chosen club of of Mexico their rivals but to be honest with you I could care less about them um yeah, yeah. so we're just I'll be writing a preview on it and go check it out and then we'll find out from there
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely i stand one club and it's LAFC people exactly. ask me you know like what clubs do you support in in europe and i always tell them like i i don't want to get emotionally invest, invested in any club in europe i just want to watch the game so <laughs> i feel like if i if i choose liverpool then all of a sudden it actually matters to me what happens and i can't just enjoy what goes on in the prem right yeah exactly uh, so for me i i just i love being a casual observer of all the other clubs and yeah but i'll ride or die for lafc
1: yeah so. i'll I'll invest uh into premier League football but i don't have the money to so yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean I'm, I'm blessed you gotta get peacock have, yeah, yeah oh boy peacock
0: man. nobody has time for that yeah
1: no but i'm I'm blessed enough to uh shooty basically you almost work for lafc so um, yeah yeah i'll go right. I'll, I'll, I'll stay where i'm at okay <laughs> all
0: right here we go pepe at just one maybe one moose didn't look too dangerous today start right on saturday i feel like we already kind of answered both of these uh but just to recap i here is where i think you see the limitations of of Moose's game. He's just he's just a little bit too slow, right? Yeah, he's going to get away with it in, in in MLS, but when you're playing the best clubs uh, from Concacaf, it's going to show up a little bit more, just because the talent's going to be a little bit higher. So,
1: and that's okay. Uh, now, honestly, and that's okay. Yeah. It just show, it just shows you know the difference, but it it can still be adjusted. That's the thing. When you're going up against uh, against a club like uh Cruz Azul or America. You could tell that maybe one club is tightly enhanced or more skillfully enhanced than the other. But there's always a simple way to adjust to their style of play. And it just sometimes that takes time. You gotta find that chip on the shoulder, but it is doable. And tonight it was done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh last one here, Jerry. Tyco BNG at Tyco Blue. I'm going to enjoy this one. We certainly hope you're going to enjoy this episode. I only see glimpses of the attacking LFC we're accustomed to uh, seeing in this game against America. I'm hoping for more chances and better sharpness. I hope Mac burns his boots and gets a new pair for the next game. Are we starting Moose again? Again, I feel like we've kind of gone through all of this. I do agree. You know, like I feel like the attack is still kind of coming together. What we're not, what I didn't feel like we saw a whole lot of, was those passes in between the fullbacks and the center backs. In the attacking third,
1: yeah, there right? isn't much build
0: They love they love those little layoffs from from Atuesta, from Blessing, K, all the midfielders right in you know right in that half space behind the back line, and you see Vela and Rossi running in and either getting a shot or a cross off. Um, so I do agree we haven't seen a whole lot of that. Not a whole lot of cutbacks either at the end line. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like Palacios is probably one of the most dangerous attackers tonight where he, he's able to find space behind the fullback and get in for, for a cross. So, Yep. Yeah. Anything else?
1: Oh, I mean, if that's the last question, let's talk about Pauly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I grew up in Glendora. Uh, I went to Glendora High. As a freshman um, on the track team, I joined to stay in shape for soccer. And, um, one of the first days, the track coach asked how tall my dad was. I told him he was six one and he said, all right, you're no longer going to do sprints. You're going to be a hurdler because they didn't have very many on the team.
1: That's very, and that's a very odd question to ask. The first yeah, day of yeah. practice, hey, how tall is your dad?
0: Yeah, it was probably because I sucked at whatever I was doing that oh, day. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, we got to find something new for this kid. Yeah, <laughs> right? damn. Uh, yeah, I got so, you. uh, <clears throat> So anyway, I spent a week and a half with the hurdlers and the, the two there were, so there were three, uh, there were three varsity hurdlers that year. And I was like the only, I think there were two of us on the, on like the frosh soft team. And, uh, at this point I'm, I'm like five, two, a skinny little white kid. Right. I didn't weigh a hundred pounds. I was super small. And, uh, one of the guys gets injured and two of the guys can't make it to the invitational that weekend. So the coach says, Hey, I need you to go run varsity this weekend for the team. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I've done this for three days. I can't, I can't. And he's like, no, you're going, man. So, uh, we go to this invitational and in my heat, there are four guys from long beach poly, uh, lined up in the lanes directly next to me. Oh, wow. and, these, they, they were just straight up men. Like they, they looked all, like defensive ends for whatever just, reason,
1: everybody's like huge. Dude. And <laughs> they were all, all like two
0: twenty five, and <laughs> just completely yoked. Right. Wow. And I was like, this is, I, I am in the wrong sport. Like this is not for me. Yeah. And I got blown out of the blocks. Um, and, uh, after, you know, afterward my, I like went to find my parents afterward my mom was like, well, you tried, and yeah, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I could tell you when I was climbing at the blocks, I didn't belong in there." But yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually, I did grow and I got better. um But I'm, I don't think I ever want to heat against anyone from anybody from Long Beach Poly. So, yeah, that's my connection to your school, Jerry.
1: Cool, man. Hey, this is my third school, <laughs> so it's like I'm like I have school spirit all across the state of California. Yeah, yeah. So
0: okay, it
1: is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, once a jackrabbit. Always a jackrabbit. I think. I guess so. All right, all right,
0: Jerry. Anything else before we get out of here? Where can we find your stuff? I mean, again, you're all over the place, so give us a good rundown of where to find you and uh, and what you're working on.
1: Oh, wow. I got a lot of a lot planned this offseason, but a lot of big things also for 110 football uh, uh, this upcoming season for season two of 110 football, season four for LAFC. Uh, but as of right now, you can find me on my socials with my new social handle that I changed. Uh, all capitals: jr N O S O J R Reynoso basically, and um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make sure to subscribe. uh, Excuse me, make sure to follow also my uh, my new media group that I'm forming, Los Angeles Saga, L.A. Saga underscore Media on Instagram, and Los Angeles Saga on Twitter. I am also planning to start up a, I guess you could say a radio show. I still gotta give it a name, but I'm starting up the Los Los Angeles Saga show on Twitch, streaming every day, weekly from five to seven a.m. possibly, and I'm debating between one to three or three to five. Okay. Talking about all sports? All right,
0: man. Yeah. You're, you're all over everything. I'm trying. To and uh, tell me, did you, did you make the LAFC, Twitter, Fantasy Football League playoffs this year?
1: Is this when Josh comes in and talks t- tactics? <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, that, is that a no?
1: No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> you know who did, though?
1: <sighs> Come on, Kirk. I made it, man. There's no I way. I made it.
0: Although, I think I'm going out in this round. I have a yeah, tough yeah. matchup.
1: Oh, so, yeah, it is
0: what it is. I, I don't think I'm repeating this year. Well, we'll at least defending Chad,
1: Chatt- hey, defending yeah. Chad makes it, man.
0: I think my wife's ready for the trophy to be out of the house, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> She's tired of looking at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, hope to see you so, back down here, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You can follow the show at Counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey, Josh at LAFC Josh, and make sure to go back and listen to all the different places you can find Jerry and support him on all that. Jerry, thanks again.